0: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on
1: webmasterradio.fm. It is like the 7th of February, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beansong Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave's back in Victoria, back from uh, sunny and warm San Jose, where it was both sunny and warm.
2: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
1: Unlike (laughs) Victoria, where it is neither sunny nor warm, um, and about to get a hell of a lot worse. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> from, from why, did, why did i come back jim i don't know i don't know but from the east coast of canada to victoria enjoy the cherry blossoms
3: yeah it's, it's true you know what though they're getting a little frozen it's like probably in the like high 20s today which is just well you know victoria that's like crazy right like it's not supposed to be nice. that cold here
1: <laughs> okay it was a busy week uh you and mary uh were down in um San Jose at the uh, Search Marketing Expo West Conference where uh, you both grabbed a, grabbed a number of interviews, did sessions um, and were your, your, your general wonderful selves um, and actually while you were away, <laughs> while, you, while you guys were away, the search marketing fees, I had to pull a little, uh, little fast one on Mary and made the, um, I forget the name of the page, but it basically equiv- equivocates to um, why we love Mary
3: Davies' Facebook group yeah that that was that was just a the you know as 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 like her husband right I had to look at that and go I think I might have even meant more to me well that's not true but it's just like okay you guys are awesome you always like to hear nice things being said about about your person right yeah I mean, the, re-
1: the reason I, the reason I even bothered mentioning that to a uh a a, a listening audience of people who probably don't know that this even happened is because in Facebook you just get so much crappy bogus uh uh, Just just false stuff. It's just, uh, did you know, there's a study came out today. Um, About 90% of the medical information that's passed around Facebook is completely <laughs> totally made up. <laughs>
3: Surprise! Surprise. Uh, yeah. I mean, bacon's good for you. Coffee's good for you. I mean, basically, if I look at Facebook for nutritional information, everything that will kill me at 50. <laughs> is is something that is going to prolong my life um you know and and, you know almost the same could be said for google so and 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 then it gets even worse when you know you go into the really like the really stupid people um so i just want want to note that there is
1: some stuff on facebook that is in fact true heartfelt for real and doesn't come from upworthy um (laughs) And if you're worried about fake stuff on social media, life might actually start getting um, a little less complicated for you. Um, this is like a like a big Gordian knot. One of those big balls of wool that is so tightly packed together when you talk about free speech and like um, responsibility of publishers and Fake news and and trying to spread a real message. And I mean, it's it's just such a big ball of damp wool, right? Yeah. Little piece by little piece has to be extracted and straightened out to straighten out this mess. There's no way you can just like wave a magic wand and say, yo, Facebook and social media, get your acts together because that's not going to happen. Right. What will happen though is uh, court cases like the one I'm about to tell you about. Will weave their way through the court system and it'll take a long time, but we have ways of making and applying decisions to our society in, in as equitable a manner as possible. We hear evidence and make rulings. That's the courts, right? Yeah. So in a New York state court, uh, brought, 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 brought to, uh, to, to court by the New York Attorney General, an American uh, social media company, DeVumi, Davumi, Uh, D-E-V-U-M-I D-V-U-M-I The court has ruled that they cannot do business the way they've been doing business and their business is selling fake likes and fake followers Mm -hmm. on Facebook and Twitter So you want to run for office? Go ahead, run for office You now got 20,000 Twitter followers Done That's now illegal Yeah Uh, People, people liking it, liking what you said without actually reading it. Well, actually, that's going to happen anyway. But um, <laughs> but you can't buy the experience. That's now illegal. And uh, so that I mean, like, it's a little thing, but it's not a little thing. That's actually kind of a huge thing. Um, there's an estimated three and a half million automated accounts just giving out fake likes or becoming fake followers in do volmies this this company's inventory alone who knows how many other companies are out there doing this sort of thing
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah no I, I, it's it could have it, if it spreads a little bit further like we're talking about likes right now right? like just, and, and 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 people who have gone like i you know promote this without the, the, these full disclosures and that that sort of way but if you're paying for a like. I don't think it's that, and that's now illegal, I don't think it's that big a stretch to say, will that extend to paying for links? Right? Like is, if that is a vote of confidence, um, and I, I don't even mean Google ranking signal, I mean, if on my site, I am saying, I'm voting for this, which is, is basically, or I'm supporting this, which is basically what a link is saying, if you can't buy a like to do that, I, I don't know that it's that far a leap to go mm, our links next
1: well, um, okay. we'll, we'll we'll see if Google deals with that um like we'll see that that would be that I think that would be up to Google because that's clearly somebody trying to mess with their formula, and I don't ever see that going to court because that would mean Google might have to you know open the drawers on its formula <laughs> <laughs> that could ever happen valid point. um. Okay, do you remember? We got, we got to move quickly because um, in our second segment, we mentioned we mentioned uh, earlier that you and Mary were in uh, in San Jose. Mary was on the trade show floor gathering interviews, and she's got uh, four great interviews um, uh, that are go- that are going to be coming up. Um, so we need to we got to motor through the news section. Yeah, um, do you remember? Remember a couple of weeks ago we reported that uh, Google was doing what was basically the on screen equivalent of a work to rule campaign in the in the EU, and they were like composing their news SERPs <laughs> just completely by complying completely with copyright
3: <laughs> you yeah, gotta be careful what you ask for eh
1: well yeah so, so what happened was Google like puts out like one blue link the story that's pretty much all that you're allowed the headline that's all they were really allowed to print and remain compliant with uh, the use. <laughs> excuse me excuse me with the EU's new copyright laws guess yes. what happened <laughs> take a guess tell, tell us, Jim, what happened? Well fifty fifty chance um either it <laughs> either it went well or it didn't go so well. Um, Google proved their point because clicks plummeted. Clicks went through the floor nobody nobody clicked on the stories anymore there's there's uh no pictures, there's no video, there's uh, no pre-see or a uh, little little clip of uh, of story because all of that would violate copyright rules. It was only the link to the story, and nobody cares about links. Mm-hmm. They care about the substance. Mm-hmm. So Google proved its point, and the uh, EU copyright rules still stand. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, they, you can see that one coming. And it's one of, I, 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 we've had this discussion before, um, and I, I genuinely believe that the people at the EU, the, the, the legislators and, and the people creating these laws and guidelines, have the best intent behind what they're trying to do. They just don't understand what they're doing. Right? And so they're trying to create laws that, don't actually make sense when taken literally, right? Like, I'm sure they're trying to, like, you know, find a way to make sure. I mean, we all have, you know, I've ranted about Google, like, basically taking people's content and taking away their clicks with it, right? Like, this is a problem. I think they're trying to bridge that gap a a, a little bit. They're trying to placate publishers um, who are concerned that, and we talked about it, right? On the on the likes, people just reading a title and clicking it and going, "I've got, I know the news." No, you don't. <laughs> Get across and and you know let this publisher have an ad, an ad uh, impression. But when you have people who don't understand trying to make laws in 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 an area, you know you hit this where they like, oh, go, "Okay, you don't want us to show anything." All right, well, let us know how those publishers feel. <laughs> when, we, yeah, and, when we do that, and, uh, and it doesn't go well. So they need to take another kick at the can and actually, I don't know, it'd be crazy bringing people from the search engines or bringing people, uh, even SEOs, right? Like bring in people who understand what's, what's going on and what's at stake here and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe get some advice <laughs> from them.
1: <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can see with Kyle over there in Denmark, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Marcus, Marcus, over in, in Germany, they're just like sitting there going, "Yeah, give us a call. We'll tell you how it works."
3: <laughs> Absolutely. and <laughs> <laughs> spamming at EU level. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, ballot point.
1: But, but I agree, it would be hilarious. No, actually, I don't know. They, they do. I legislators do need people who. um who, uh, who actually know what they're talking about? Because, like you said, it is—it's a road, it's a road to hell paved with good intentions, sort of scenario. Um, they're trying really hard to level the playing field and try to make things equal. Because it's Google and Facebook are stealing all, all the air and all the oxygen out of the journalism world. That's real. That's 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 that's, that's not a made-up problem. That's a very real problem. The solutions, on the other hand, are way harder to come up with.
3: Yeah, yeah. well indeed, indeed And I mean, I, I, I can sympathize with how hard it is to create those laws um, So when you're ready for the task, uh, start looking at it But you know, if you're not ready for, for that big a job Because it is going to be a big job that's going to span years um, And they do need to bring in the engines Like how nice it would have been and wise to go to Google and go Okay, we need to pass these laws, here's our end goal If we did this, what would it look like? <laughs> like Work with them to go, okay, we want this. This is where our problems lie. How do these laws get written to make sure that everybody is is getting what they need here? Um, you know, crazy, but maybe ask, because I have a hunch Google doesn't want to deal with this either. <laughs> so, you know, uh, anyway, I know we've got a lot of news, and we've only got this segment, and we can cover a bit in the in the third segment, but uh, yeah. where do you want to go now? A lot has happened, I, including... I or it's yep. uh, either it's Yoast or it's the dead guy with
1: the encryption stuff. And is
3: you know that'll be a quick one. Let's let's go with the dead guy. I mean, it, it feels sort of flippant to talk about it like that, but it's a weird, weird story.
1: And hey, a Canadian kid. Okay, okay. So yeah, do you play with cryptocurrency? Do you have, do, do you hold cryptocurrency?
3: I do. Yeah, I'm very little. Okay. But no, I'm so- not like you know our friend Dwayne, but. <laughs> but, to, but to hold it,
1: you have to hold it in a crypto wallet of some sort or another, and that wallet is probably um, a company that you're that you're giving it a little slice to to ensure that your money's safe, right? Right. Okay. A similar uh, one such company, Quadringus CX, based in Vancouver, British Columbia, just just, just across uh, the water from you. Mm-hmm. Um, they were holding about $150 million, uh, in Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, and, and other um, tokens. hmm um, He, uh, so, 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 th- his company, again, uh, Quadringa CX, has $150 million in, um in, 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 in digital currencies, and cryptocurrencies. hmm CEO, 30-year-old fella, Jerry Cotton, um, Died on uh, the 9th of December in India at age 30 due to complications from Crohn's disease. Now, when you have a multi, multi million dollar corporation, you ha- probably have a secession plan. And um, I'm sure that uh, Quadringa CX also had a secession plan in case something happened to Jerry. But what they didn't have was all the passwords to all the machines that held the coin. Because uh Jerry Cotton was such a freak about security they were all in his head, so the money's gone. the money has the company is dissolved, it has filed for bankruptcy in the British columbia in the Supreme Court of British Columbia, and part of its filing says that there is no possible way it can pay back the monies it was entrusted to hold because the key to
3: that vault has been cremated. Yeah, that's just a weird one, isn't it? It's like, oh, right, yeah. But like, it, part of its security <laughs> has just cost millions upon millions of dollars. And you um,
1: think that's going to be the other
3: way around. Bad security so is what's going to cost you the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, either either this is just a, a sort of tragedy for a lot of people, because there will be a lot of people damaged by that. That's a lot of money, and, and oh so we're probably with, with a lot of money stored there. You know, whether there's a widow somewhere who in there about is. you know, a couple years is about to make $150 million in completely untrackable currency. Um, you know, basically did it get passed off or not? Right. If, if it's in somebody's head, you can't prove that it didn't go somewhere else. Right? Like, I, I do face that and go, okay, that's, that's the story. Interesting story. Um, but the keys are still there, right? Like the, it's not like that money and that coin goes nowhere. It, it, it still exists. <laughs> it's just that nobody can unlock it. Um, and then there there has to be just part of me going, and eh, maybe I'm just mean like that or, or or distrusting like that. But it's like, that's a lot of money to just go, yeah, I'll just trust me to have it, um, you know, while I'm traveling internationally. But like or did you pass that off to somebody, right? And, and they'll just hold steady for a little bit and it is completely untrackable currency, right? So it's not like it's going to pop up. You just show up somewhere with it. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. In the meantime, it is a really weird story and certainly shows one of the pitfalls. The thing is, and, and, and anybody who has any money that they could lose in cryptocurrency, you can download it and keep the keys yourself. (laughs) You don't have to have it stored online.
1: Um, According to the British Columbia Supreme Court, there's only two ways 150 million are coming out of this story. One, if somebody commits a mega act of fraud, and you know, a couple of years from now, like you said, runs off with the uh, runs off after opening the vault, mm-hmm. or if somebody writes the book and they get the good movie and and gets the movie treatment <laughs> rights, so that's the only way <laughs> you're getting 150 million out of this story. <laughs> that's true. Um, okay, on that. We got to take a break. Uh, it's it's twenty minutes past the hour at the time of recording, so it's we got to take a break. We're coming back with with uh, Mary Davies, who was recorded, um, literally kilometers of footage, digital kilometers of footage on the trade show floor at SMX, and uh, she's going to come back to talk about the interviews a little bit, and uh, you know let us. Let us know, um, nobody what, what, what they were thinking. So I'm back with Dave James and B-Side and Marketing. Jim Etheridge, enjoys media. We you on Webology on Webmaster Radio FM on the seventh of February, 2019. Stick around. We're back with interviews from SMX. Please
0: sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break.
3: Topseos.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
0: Webmaster FM. We're everywhere. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone.
1: Welcome back to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the uh, 7th of February, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And uh, Dave and Mary Davies from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing... (laughs) Uh Hello, huh? Mary, uh, Dave and Mary were down at FMX um, West in uh, San Jose last week. And uh, Mary, um, as I said earlier, you gathered a good deal of tape from the trade show floor. You spoke with, and not necessarily in this order, but I'm pretty sure this is the order <laughs> we're going to be playing them in, uh, Dana Tomaso from KickPoints. Hey. Um, nagu and Fred from Microsoft on machine learning. That's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. The amazing Patrick Stocks from IBM on, uh, on uh, website migrations and uh, Byron Garvin um, on Amazon.
5: That, is, that sounds about right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so, first off, how was the show?
5: The show was fantastic. Um, I was fighting a bug, which you'll probably hear in those interviews. <laughs> uh, so I was a little bit, you know, right. crawling around on my last legs, telling nobody to hug me. But um, it was great to see everybody there. And, and it was really fantastic. Just to sort of, you know, some every, every show you go to, it's always like, oh, OK, yeah, what I think is right. Or, oh, wow, I was. Way off there, or what? You know, you're picking up all of those tidbits. So it was more of the same on that front. Um, one of the things that I was loving and raving about on Twitter was so much talk about the user side of everything and how that's really becoming a, a major p- player in, in in rankings and all of that. So that was being that I focus on UX, that was getting me excited.
1: Right, on there's a there, there is a new focus on uh, on user experience. Um, one of the stories that we were, we were actually going to cover earlier, and uh, y- you might get into this a little bit, I think, with Patrick. I'm not sure, but um, one of the stories we were going to cover earlier is changes in Google Console around user experience. <coughs> um, sure that came, I'm sure that came up at the, uh, at the conference itself.
5: There was, you know, what we were sort of all over the place on everything at the conference itself. Um, I unfortunately didn't actually get to sit on on uh, Patrick's session because I was hanging out at the the back, surviving. But um, I can't remember if he touched on that in the interview, actually. But but uh, it, there was a lot happening on Twitter. If nothing else, that you can always pick up on that. Mm, but my, sure. my okay. yeah. But myself, I was not in on on that particular uh, session, unfortunately. There was quite a few of those that I. Ended up sitting at the back of the room with my teacup. <laughs> Darn the, uh, flu! Next year I'm getting the flu shot. I've already got it on my calendar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Nevertheless, like 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 in true Webmaster Radio uh, fashion, you you toughed it out. You went out there, you got <laughs> the views. So Dana de, de-, de, de Tomaso, she's pretty cool, eh?
5: She's very cool. I'm always excited to see her. It's like, oh, my fellow Canadian. There's a few of us who we kind of trip over each other out there in in all the different parts of the world, and uh, she's always one of those ones, and she's based out of Edmonton, Edmonton, Uh, but her wife is actually, I've learned from Victoria, so um, I grew up just near Edmonton when I was a kid, and I live in Victoria now, so it's like, oh, well, we're just friends already, (laughs) you know, but uh, she's always just so fun to talk to, and and, um, she was talking local of course that's sort of where her focus is um and uh she was kind of towards the end of the last day which is always i think one of the hardest spots to get at any conference (laughs) but um as people are sort of uh just starting to wind up and stuff but she was there full of energy and ready to go so that was awesome
1: okay well let's 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 dive into the interviews um we can stick around to to the end of the segment if anything comes up in the interviews you might mind if we shoot a few questions at you
5: Absolutely, go for it Yeah, and I, I'll just note um, I'll note too that one of the people That I was unable to uh, get together For an interview with Though uh, she w- she was around for a lot of other things We like partied together We just didn't get to the interview part um, <laughs> Was Christy Olson um, And she's gone this week But she, uh, when I chatted with her after the fact She said she was super excited to come on the show And do a full force uh, interview So we'll have to set something up for that
1: Absolutely Absolutely. Okay, so again, we're going to be going in order. Um, de Tomaso on local search, um, nagu, um, nagu and Fred from Microsoft on on machine learning, Patrick Stocks from uh, IBM um, on website migrations, and then uh, Byron Garbin, um, uh, speaking about Amazon. So um, again, let's 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 dive in with, uh, with Danny Tommaso some kick points. The Dana Di Tomaso interview.
5: All right, it's Mary Davies here from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We are at SMX West in San Jose, and I have Dana Di Tomaso here from Kick two words, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's about to go on stage. Actually, just in a couple hours here to talk about everything local, I believe. So, uh, Dana, can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about? And maybe some key
2: points you want to cover. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about, the, the panel's called the New Realities of Local Search, and I'm going to be talking about mostly SEO, a little bit of PPC, but essentially what small businesses or chain locations should be doing now to think about local SEO, because it changes so rapidly, and if you don't keep up, you're going to miss out on stuff that's happening now that is really going to elevate your business in the rankings. That map pack ranking is so key, and there's only so many levers you can pull, so you got to be on it all the time sounds like good stuff. I hope that there's going to be a lot of people sitting there and ready to ask you questions, because I know you always have really awesome answers. <laughs> well, and that's what that's what I find about the local panels, is that people ask questions that have nothing to do with what we're doing, because there's so many problems in local, um, that it's just, please come tell us your problems. And so sometimes we'll do a panel at SMX where it's just, come tell us your woes and we'll tell you how to fix it as well. And that's, these local SEO panels end up being that half the time.
5: And uh, what I've found at lunch breaks and networking uh, sort of breaks as well, is there's a lot of people with a lot of problems <laughs> so they will have questions for you so you'll be ready for that um so well that will be exciting I look forward to being in and uh, watching what happens so one of the questions that I'm asking everybody today when I'm chatting with them is you're here speaking on the stage this is not your first time <laughs> not my first time <laughs> and uh most people have sort of a memory of the first time they did get on a stage and perhaps how it is that they got there. There might be somebody who inspired them to make a pitch or got their foot in the door.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, who would that person maybe be for you? Uh, that for me would be Matt McGee, actually, at SNX West. And seven years ago now i think uh so what happened was is that he had tweeted that they're looking for pitches for a local panel at smx west and so i read he had a how to pitch on his website and i read through that in detail and i submitted my pitch and i sweated it out and i got accepted and it was it was the beginning of my local search search marketing SEO SEM speaking career so that was awesome of Matt to give me a chance that is so cool. I'm loving this question because everybody has that person. Mm-hmm. I've, I've yet to talk to anybody who doesn't, so... Well, and on top of that, my first conference in this field was uh, SES Toronto 2004, yes. and Jill Whalen, and David, I, won a concert, not, I won a contest on her site for the ticket, and that's how I managed to go because I couldn't afford it at the time, and that's where I met Rand Fishkin, actually, for the first time. So it was a really good introduction to the world that I now occupy. Oh, like <laughs> that's my life.
5: That is so cool. I know there's, like, any of us that have been here a while... We all kind of have that SES story mm-hmm. <laughs> from back oh, yeah. in the day. I actually think Dave might have been at that same one back in yeah 2004, probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those were fun times. Mm-hmm. These are fun times now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing your session in a bit.
2: And uh, anything you want to add on top of that or just let's get to it? Yeah, just uh, download the slides I'm including some details oh. on Cuba oh. Research for Local. So I hope people really enjoy that. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dana. Thank you for having me.
5: Everybody, it's Mary Davies here from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We are at SMX West in San Jose having a fabulous time. Um, I had the pleasure of sitting in on a session where Frederick and Nagu um, both were speaking on machine versus woman. <laughs> we got to, we got we got to learn about that instead of Machine versus Man, and uh, they were on the panel along with Lily and Dave, um, who are not here with us right now. But I'm going to let them talk a little bit about what they covered in that and what that session was about. So we'll start with you, Nagu. Sure.
6: Uh, thank you so much, Mary. You're uh, exciting to be here. At Max. Cool. Uh So in our session, we covered about uh, what's important for SEO success and. Uh, Dave and uh, Lily spoke about their perspectives. We kind of offered the perspective of the search engine and how uh, we think about guidelines, metrics, and ranking and uh, how those two, how those all come together uh, in the context of building uh, a search engine.
5: Perfect. Awesome. And so, Frederick I'll pass it over to you. <laughs>
4: so what just said, um, uh, um, yeah, we also answered some questions. Uh, I know Barry was pretty proud uh, when he asked, like, what is the percentage of the core ranking algorithm which <laughs> yeah. is machine learning and uh, so I made up a number and like like 90% like, on Twitter <laughs> within like 5 milliseconds I was impressed with this
5: <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always very impressed with how he can multitask <laughs> 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 he's up there asking questions and on Twitter at the same time Yeah.
4: but really the, the key takeaway is that uh, the core ranking algorithm at Bing is machine learning based mostly but mm-hmm. not only and like in particular for everything around spam and penalties like that's where we, we put a human touch to review like some questionable cases like some manual penalties Um, but that's the message we wanted to convey as well
5: fantastic and I think you did a great job of doing that and I will note that Dave was pretty happy to have his opinion backed on how much of an importance machine learning plays um, so um, yeah and I really like coming from a UX perspective where which is sort of the my wheelhouse I was really really excited to hear you guys talking so much about just sort of the user side of, of things so um, it, was, it was nice to sort of just see that's actually kind of a theme across the board I'm finding at SMX West this time around that everybody's kind of making sure that they're making a point to mention sort of the user and and how that's affecting things as well so um, yeah I'm excited to be here you guys seem to be enjoying yourselves as well Um, we got to chat a little bit more last night at the party that you guys were a part of hosting and so that was really fun along with Christy and uh, the Bing team um, anyway, so we are going to close up here with a bit of a personal question. I'm sort of asking this to a lot of people today because I think it's an interesting sort of note to make. Um, people don't just end up on these stages by magic. We all end up speakers for one reason or another. Um, for some people, it takes a little bit of extra oomph from the people around us uh, to, to sort of launch us on that speaker journey. And I wanted to ask each of you individually if there was a uh, person that maybe you kind of could say helped you sort of end up on the stage speaking. Do you want to go first, Patrick?
4: There you go. Yeah. Um, so I, I had some limited speaking experience from uh, previous teams when I was in office, when I was at Xbox, but really when it comes to SEO and Bing, I want to acknowledge uh, Michelle Robbins. Um, she was the one who accepted my pitch at Advanced last year, and yeah. uh, that really had the snowball effect for me and like was appreciated um, like And people invited me then to do the keynote at East, uh, along with Christy. Christy had another, like, instrumental person uh, in my limited speaking career (laughs) so far. And uh, so Michel and Christy are really the ones uh, I owe my presence on stage at West, and so I want to analyze them both.
5: That's awesome. What about you, Nagu? Uh,
6: So I've enjoyed uh, public speaking, and uh, uh, when I was at Bing, uh, Frederick... uh, presented at by uh, East, was it uh, Advanced, no, Advanced first, and I thought, oh, this is a really cool opportunity, it's a great uh, way to kind of uh, learn more about the SEO community, hang out with you folks yeah. uh, so you know,
5: just jump on it that. cool that's awesome I love these sort of personal notes that just kind of gets you know we get a chance to sort of acknowledge the path that the are all sort of on that gets us to here so um, thank you guys both for chatting with me I look forward to chatting more at more conferences in the future I'm sure and uh, yeah so that was Frederick and Nagu from Bing at SMX West thank cheers you. thank you see ya all right, it's Mary Davies here from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We're at SMX West in San Jose, and it's been a really fabulous time. And I'm here and excited to talk to Patrick Stocks, who is a technical SEO at IBM. And he was uh, speaking with us yeah yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try and keep track of who's uh, speaking when on the agenda. Anyway, uh, so he's gonna tell us a little bit about his experience here. And um, what were you speaking on when you were when you were uh, talking?
7: Yeah, I was talking about website migrations uh, with Bastion Grimm. He covered a lot of processes and tools, uh, which kind of left me open to be more me and explain like how things work and things that are going to go wrong.
5: Wow, okay. So did you get a lot of really interesting questions? There were, I, I would assume there's a lot of people who go, hey, here's what went wrong. <laughs> Asking you questions and how to address that.
7: Yeah, probably the most interesting was around uh, A-B testing because basically Google is going to be treated as a normal user and if you're doing like a 50-50 split test uh, to see which experience is better, then, well, uh, you might accidentally be redirecting Google before you mean to be doing it.
5: Fair enough, fair enough. So um, I, would, I would ask you, if, if you have been to any of the other sessions, have you seen a lot of other sort of similar type questions where people are going, ah, help. I messed up, I don't know what to do is that, is that sort of the theme of questions at SMX?
7: Yeah, I think that's what questions are for
5: <laughs> Yeah, a lot, not a lot of people going Hey, I read this brilliant thing, I, I implemented it And everything went perfectly
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Not
5: so much yeah,
7: I, I, Things are going to go wrong usually uh, <laughs> yeah. And people need help
5: And that's what the experts like you are here to take care of
7: yeah, Absolutely
5: awesome so um one of the things that i decided to do in talking with people that have been speaking here um was actually inspired by a conversation i had with you last night when we were at the small little get together put together uh by bing and I, christy was there christy Olson was there being a fabulous hostess um and you were mentioning a little something about how you ended up being a speaker and um i was wondering if you might want to share a little bit about who it was maybe how it came to be that you ended up being the speaker at smx and other uh other sort of events like that and uh, yeah share a little bit of that
7: yeah it was uh, a little over three years ago now at uh, internet summit in Raleigh. i ran into uh jim hedger and bill hartzer and after a crazy night on the town, thanks to Jim Hedger, uh, I don't know, we just got to talking and he convinced me I was good enough, so I, I think uh, when I went home I was still pretty drunk and I pitched for SMX, uh, it was SMX West at the time and uh, got accepted. Barry short said yes and I was like, yay!
5: That's awesome. So history was made. Patrick Stock is now an official speaker, thanks to special nod to Jim Hedger and maybe a little liquid courage. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh okay, my God. I think
5: that's about ah! it. Um, I'm really happy that we got a chance to chat. And actually, this is the first time I've met you. So that's also a bonus. It's been awesome. And uh, enjoy the rest of the conference.
7: Thank you so much. and it's great meeting you also.
5: All right. Cheers. All right. It's me, Mary Davies, here uh, from Beanstalk Internet Marketing um, for Webmaster Radio at SMX West in San Jose. And I am here speaking with Brian Garvin from Pattern. And uh, he was here speaking uh, mostly about Amazon marketing. And uh, I'll let him talk more about that. I'm going to pass the mic over and he can let us know. Kind of what he was talking about, maybe some of the key takeaways.
8: Thanks, Mary. Yeah, so I was here talking about Amazon advertising and marketing and how to leverage those to really blow up your brands and your products. Uh, one of the big things that I point pointed out was that it's not just about setting up keywords and getting impressions and clicks with Amazon you really need to understand the whole product cycle right like making sure that your pricing is compliant across the web How that can really impact your ability to not only advertise but to actually be able to make sales on Amazon the impact that like going out of stock has on the I I call it the out of stock death spiral uh, because literally within 48 hours of you going out of stock on a product in months and some Sometimes years worth of work can almost kind of be wiped out. You can lose sales rank, you can lose organic rankings, all of those types of things because you're out of stock. All of your competitors that aren't They're eating up that placement, right? And so uh, that's one of the big things is you've got to have your operations in line and make sure you're prioritizing Amazon. Like, honestly, it's even more important to not go out of stock on Amazon than it is your own direct consumer site and being able to, like, have two to three days before it ships on there is always better than going out of stock on Amazon just because of the lost opportunity. And it's not just that out-of-stock opportunity, it's the next weeks and months and everything else but there's a lot of really cool tools with Amazon the interface and everything is still archaic it's like 2012 maybe 2013 wow. but it's it's they're making advancements and Every day it's getting better. I mean, they released their first publicly available API back in 2017 for advertising. So just a few years behind everybody else. Um, And they keep adding to that. So it was just reporting originally. Now they've actually added the ability to actually create campaigns, do bid management, all of that stuff. And so it's moving in that direction, which is kind of cool being able to see the evolution of all of that and the opportunities that are there. The one other thing that I really talked to there was just leveraging Amazon, even if you're not on Amazon. Because there's a lot of opportunities there through what used to be called the Amazon Media Group or AMG, uh, where you can run ads on, say, Kindle wake screens or their Amazon display uh, programmatic display network and leverage the Amazon data. So people that are in market for XYZ product based on their searches in the last 30 days, you can target those people and drive them into your website or build brand awareness and do all of those things. So just some of that power that Amazon has around consumer purchase behavior patterns that nobody else has yep. and that's uh, that's just really powerful and I think a lot of people are still ignoring it and it's a little tough to do <laughs> and that makes it that much more fun because if everybody's ignoring it then that spells opportunity right. for everybody
5: else right wow that's awesome so clearly you know what you're talking about we oh. see that i um, faking it <laughs> I think you're doing more than faking it um, yeah and, and you're here speaking for clearly a very good reason because you've got a lot of information um, on this this particular topic and probably a lot of other areas as well. Um, I found your session really interesting myself, and I'm really glad that you were here and sharing that information and that knowledge. Um, On that front, as a speaker, um, I've been asking everybody this question. Um, You don't magically end up on a stage. Nobody does. You don't just show up at a conference and end up speaking, usually. If somebody out there had that experience, I'd love to know about it. Um, But, yeah, so I'm just asking, like, everybody, is there a certain person that you want to sort of give a nod to um, that brought you to the speaker
2: sort of circuit journey
8: yeah so i think for me it was probably Ginny marvin at marketing Land that just gave me my first opportunity to speak uh, and it's always that first one like i've been submitting pitches for a little while and i'd never really spoken at all before uh, but i was hoping to and so she gave me that first thing but really who's kept me going is my wife she's my biggest cheerleader very cool. It's hard to do this without all the people that are back home. So, yeah.
5: Absolutely. And I know um, I've yeah. seen some of your wife on Facebook and I will say, yeah, you've got somebody who's backing you and supporting you and taking care of everything at home when you're away at these conferences. So I like that extra little shout out there. So uh, thumbs up for me. Um, anyway, so thank you so much for being here and for chatting with us. It's been a great show. We're kind of at the tail end of it here now. People are heading home. So I wish you safe travels and good to chat with you.
8: Thanks.
1: okay that was uh that was mary on the trade show floor interviewing a whole bunch of people that's really hard to do Um, how how many people do, do you reckon were at the show mary
5: You know what? Actually, Dave and I were trying to figure out the actual numbers. I'm really bad at guessing. (laughs) So I don't really know. Um, And I would hate to I would hate to guess it. But you know, it was it was a busy floor. It wasn't the biggest I've ever been to. But it was certainly a large size uh, group of people for sure. I know, you know, speaking of which with Bryant being the last um, interview, uh, I chased him around for about you know all of two days <laughs> trying to yeah. connect you kept crossing paths but then getting lost so you know enough people to get lost in that's for sure mm-hmm. but um and you can tell there was a lot of uh, a lot of background noise to that which i didn't realize at the time but a lot of music so i guess you know maybe we're just like swaying during the interviews i'm not sure
1: <laughs> no, when, when, you're, when you're on the floor it's just background noise and you don't but when you're when you're doing the interview you don't know that it's being picked up and it's it's, it's so loud um yeah. It's to really goodness, I had no idea the Patrick stocks uh, shout out was coming up, but thanks Patrick Wow um so 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 if I get that straight, um I discovered Patrick stocks.
5: Yeah, you did. And it was funny because, you know, when when I was uh, looking at doing the interviews, I I knew I wanted to add sort of like one question on a more personal note that I could ask everybody the same thing. And I hadn't chosen it yet. And we were at the Bing sponsored party that Christy was sort of throwing together the night before I did these interviews. And uh, she... Um, and, and he was there and he was um, just chatting, kind of gushing about his experience and how you'd, played a, how you'd played a part in that. And I was like, oh, that's the best question. I'm just going to use that and run it across oh, no. with everybody. So it was inspiration for, for the question that got asked everybody. Uh, I, I, I don't want
1: to presume to correct Patrick, but for what, for what it's worth, he had already started the Riley, Riley Durham uh, Search Marketing Group, which um, is a really well-known search okay. marketing uh, group. Um, or a meet-up group, and um, he'd already established himself in the field before I ever met him the first time. And we didn't—we did meet at a at a digital summit in in Charlotte. Um, and at the time, he was a technical SEO for IBM. For God's sake, I didn't discover the dude; he had already been there. <laughs> you
8: know,
1: like this is this is like the SEO for like IBM. Um. <laughs> um. But that's a wonderful shout out, to so Patrick, brother, dude. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Like I was able to help push him over that edge. The one thing that I got that that that, that, that from, from the interview with uh, Nagu and and Fred. Did I hear correctly? Did I hear Fred say that he basically made up that ninety percent number?
5: Uh, yeah, that is what you heard, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> what are we supposed to unpack from that? Well, I guess I think, like, you know, this is in my words. This is not in his words. But I think what he was kind of trying to imply is it's really big. You know, like, maybe don't use that as the actual stat, which I think Barry Schwartz actually did on the spot. Oh, as we soon did last week, it. too. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, you know, like that, that was out as a hard and fast bing stat <laughs> um, in the moment. But I think, yeah, the, the feeling that I got from him in chatting is, is that really the message is it's big. And so it's not something that you can kind of pretend is only part of what we're looking at. So I think that's where he was going with it. But yeah, as to the actual statistical percentage, I think that 90% would be lucky to be the actual number. But who knows? He's a smart guy. He might have been able to just pull that one out. <laughs>
1: Oh, so when we get him or uh Christie Olsen on the show next we're we're definitely going to take it into
5: that one
1: <laughs> that that'll be a good fifteen minutes well, I'm afraid we have to leave it at that we've got to go to a commercial break um Mary, thank you so much for spending that time on the uh on the crazy trade show floor and getting the, getting those interviews um Friends, that, that was Mary Davies at SMX West. Um, on behalf of uh, her and Dave Davies from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. we got another segment coming up after the messages.
0: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. will be back after this short break. And have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your your turn. turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a Ph.D. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Web, to web College here at webmasterradio.fm It is the uh, 7th of February, 2019 This is going to be a short segment, but, uh, but a good one um, Okay, so Dave, remember last week we reported about um, Bing said that they were going to be Note that, that webmasters should no longer rely on them Automatically crawling their pages That we should submit our pages to Bing Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 10,000 at a time So I guess the good folks at Yoast heard, because within a week, this has to have been in the pipe a long time ago, Um, at YoastCon, uh, which which is happening in in the Netherlands, um, at YoastCon yesterday, it was announced that uh, the Yoast SEO plugin (laughs) has added live indexing with Google and Bing. Um, Make a change to any one of your pages. In uh, WordPress and Drupal, uh, Magento, or any of the other uh, content management systems that that Yoast works with, and um, once 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 the change is made, you hit update or save or or, or whatever, it automatically forwards that page to uh, to the to um, Bing or to Google, and at least with Bing, within sixty seconds, Bing is uh, rendering the page and it's in the index that's that's according to uh
3: to, to the host group yeah and, and i i mean i had to tweet out as soon as i heard that i'm like like uh, well done right like that's great the the speed was was fantastic i saw john typing in because i was like how are they doing that on on google right i mean it, it's, it's a little different they don't have the same apis right and then the apis that relate to that are very specific and hard to get um and so basically I couldn't get one right like not everybody can get one so they couldn't They couldn't do it that way I didn't really get an answer like there, was, there wasn't really a, a forthcoming answer from, from John Mueller but he did basically go it's not unique to them so there is a mechanism for this I just don't know it because I'm not a developer and I've never done it I assume it's like I don't know somehow piggybacking off like a fetch right and then mm-hmm. sort of going but, in that way but it's great yeah the important
1: thing is it's there so yeah. you don't have to do manual submissions 10,000 at a time. Um, Yoast has got you covered. And, and by the way, it's not through sitemaps either. Um, was it Michael Martinez? I forget who it was who was experimenting. Um, said it wasn't. It's not sitemaps either.
3: Right, which Yoast is already doing, right? Like you add a page, the sitemap's updated, right? And that, that, that part's always already there. Yeah, it's it's funneling straight through. Um, I think it's great because every time I do publish something for, for me or for, for a client that's timely, right? Like that I need in there pretty quick. Um, you know, it does take, this isn't a lot of time, right? But it takes an extra few minutes because I have to go into the search console, do a fetch, right? <laughs> and then, you know, just, just to make sure it gets, it gets um, crawled as quickly as possible. What I'm going to be interested to see, and I'm only thinking of this right now, is what if I update 20,000 pages, right? Like what if I, I'm an e-commerce site and I add an entirely new, you know, manufacturer that has 20,000 SKUs, right? And, and all of a sudden that 20,000, Bing has a limit of 10. Does it remember, right? Like, does it, does it do 10 and then 10 the next day? I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to look into that now because I didn't think of it until right now. But I'm like, how, how would it deal it? with overages?
1: Uh, that, you know what? I, I have no idea. That's yeah, something that we should actually probably ask somebody from the Yoast crew. There's been a lot of changes at, uh, at, at, at Yoast. Um, in fact, Yoast himself no longer works there. <laughs> Which is true. I know. Yoast, is. Yoast is now um, a spokesperson for WordPress. And his wife is now the CEO of, uh, of, of the company. Now,
3: Which is great. I mean, she really, I've followed her long enough uh, to know, yeah, it's in good hands. <laughs> I mean, it was before, it still is. A brilliant
1: um, technician in her own right. Absolute play. Yeah. Now, when you typed uh, something around Yost on Twitter in the last 48 hours, you might have been surprised to see some real not-so-technical stuff come up. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, have you heard of the Gate? Yeah. This, this stinks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, the, the opinions that are about to be expressed are those of Jim and Jim only. They, uh, if David agrees with me, that's way cool. If he doesn't, that's way cool, too. Same with Webmaster Radio. I'm expressing my own opinion here. Is that, you, you cool with that, Dave? I'm cool with that. Okay. A controversy over Twitter comments made 10 years ago by Yost and Volk um, and also saw a video from SEO Oktoberfest, again, from 10 years ago. I've set up a storm of controversy that's being uh, loosely referred to as Yostgate. Now, in these uh, tweets and in the video, Yost is seen um, and read saying things that could be considered sexist or demeaning if read in a certain context. The thing is the women who Yost was communicating with have themselves said the accusers have it all wrong and that Yost was not being sexist but having an off-record and somewhat off-color communication with happily willing people. Uh, Not pushing them around, assaulting, demeaning, or in any way being a dick of a guy. Um, This touched off a bigger discussion about quote unquote male allies of women in the industry, usurping the woman's experience and telling the women how they were supposed to feel in any given instance, sort of an Uber mansplain, if you will. Right. Now, these are the same guys who tried to pull another well-known SEO and his wife into the controversy um, many of these, and I got to say this: these folks weren't around the industry ten years ago. Um, nobody's a great sleuth for uncovering um, tweets between people who, in fact, said it was a cool communication. You know, nobody felt harassed or demeaned during it. Um, and then trying to use it to beat up on elders in the industry. to get I don't know why. Um, Maybe they really did feel earnestly that they were um, uh, 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 trying to create a better environment for women in the industry, or maybe they were trying to get a little bit of attention for themselves. It's really hard to say. Mm -hmm.
3: But um, it was ugly. I don't know what else to say. That was just an ugly incident. It was. It was. And, I mean, you can't really come to the defense in, in either side. It was a bad call made by a young version of him right <laughs> it's not to excuse it right i i i i wouldn't um but you know, that it all of a sudden comes out, you know, the, the day before YoastCon, I think is, is tactical. Um, Mm -hmm. there was the question asked of him, um, you know, why are, why are you removing it just like a couple days before YoastCon? Clearly you're trying to hide it. I'm like, I don't know. It was a decade ago. He probably forgot it was there. And like one of you people reminded him. And so he deleted it. Right. Um, at the same time, whether it was intended or not, whether the, the people come there, this is again, just personal opinion. I go, it was, not the right thing to say as somebody who was in a position of authority certainly not as he has now but but it was but it, it was a it was a bad call i i sort of question it coming up now I, I wouldn't excuse him for it um but it, it what sort of bothered me was when you know all of a sudden yeah whites being asked like where were you for this well doing her job right like this isn't her responsibility she's not his mom, yeah, you know. <laughs> like, um, you know, and I don't know what happened when that was posted, and like he went back, like, and I don't care; that's not my business. Um, so I, I think the the biggest things that came from it for me, anyway, personally, were were the man explaining you were referring to as which I was just like, really, you're telling women how to how to react yeah, to this? Like, no, like, they they've got this; it's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like they know how Please. they should feel because they're actually feeling it right now, um, and the the call out on. Um, you know, his his wife and 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 other peers, and it's like, okay, yeah. And I think you're right. I think it was just like I want attention. Um, so I I highly question the motivation of it. And you know, they are deleted now. Good. Um, you know, rule of thumb: uh, if you're on social media, and all of us are right now, uh, don't be an idiot. Right? Like, don't say anything you don't want sticking around. Think about future you and go does future me. Hate me right now, and 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 then tweet. <laughs>
1: But before we're before we just want to get in this isn't to say that men should not call each other on uh their sexism or on on uh you know being brutes we should no yeah we have to call each other it's the only way we're going to make a better industry for everybody in the industry it's really hard to say if this was a you know an instance of that or an instance of just call out culture going far beyond you know far out of control yeah Um, I thought it was worth noting um, at at the end of the show though so I'm I'm glad we got to note it yeah and uh, I guess that's it I guess that's it, we've gone full circle we're about to get pulled because there's another show coming up right out behind us, so on behalf of Dave Davies from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing and and today on behalf of Mary Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media you can listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm stick around friends great content coming up after the news. We'll talk to you next
3: week.